Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Affinity Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, feeding quality leads into the sales funnel. I have Grant here with me. Hello, Grantly. Hi, Anna. Hi. Can you start by telling us what a sales funnel is? Well, the sales funnel is really simply the people that are feeding into your sales database, so leads. Uh, and the sales funnel ideally has a fairly big opening, so it's letting a lot of people through. Uh, but that's it, really simply. And it narrows down as people become qualified through the course of the you know, sales process, and then ultimately they would feed into the membership system beyond that. Okay, so if you're feeding people into the sales funnel, uh, what kind of people do you want? Yeah, so obviously quality leads. Um, I mean, every salesperson will say that if they get a lot of, you know, tire kickers coming through is sort of the description used, uh, that's not much fun because you're touring people or vetting people that aren't you know, pre-qualified. So you're looking for people that would likely join your membership. And so that's a really important, you know, piece. Uh, and it's it's easier than one might think to create like a, a quality fu sales funnel um, a lot of times we get we get caught up because we think okay uh, we can't really um, preordain who will come into the sales funnel it's just going to be whoever and, and that's absolutely not true it's all reflective of your marketing and it's all reflective mm -hmm. of what you're saying to the consumer about your product um, there's a term called commoditization, and commoditization is where you're seen much the same as everybody else. And in the fitness industry in particular, I'll speak specifically to that, uh, we typically uh, all look the same. <laughs> we have the same sort of images. Uh, so if you think about the images, 25 to 35 something, rippling abs, bulging bicep, uh, probably tattoos and um, good looking males and females probably not as much diversity as you would like and certainly not enough age diversity. So if you talk about being a commodity, most of the marketing the fitness industry does is, is commoditizing itself. So it's essentially saying this is who goes to a health club, therefore if you fit in that category you might go to, like to go to a health club. So why does that happen? Uh, that comes about for a bunch of different reasons. First one is uh, aspirational. People think that everybody wants to look like that. And um, that's probably true. You know, most people want to look slimmer, trimmer, tauter, and terrific. Uh, that's not really a word, is it? It is now. <laughs> yep, apparently. Um, mm -hmm. But the truth is that um, most people look at themselves pretty realistically or even unrealistically when they look at themselves in the mirror and can never imagine themselves looking like that. I'm definitely one of those people. You know, I'm a middle-aged lady who has had two <laughs> kids and have, I don't think I've ever been happy with my body in my life. That's, you know, that's a whole other conversation. But I look at those images and they intimidate me. And I have been in and around the fitness industry for the last 20 years. And I actually avoid health clubs for those reasons because I walk in there and I'm intimidated when I see a bunch of 20-something-year-olds. They just remind me of what I don't like about myself, to be honest with you. And maybe part of that is on me. But also, you know. Look, here's the truth. Um, we often aspire to look like that body beautiful, that uh, airbrushed you know, person we see on Vogue or on men's magazines or whatever. Uh, but, but in real truth, we look at ourselves in the mirror and we, we, we can't see ourselves, we can't place ourselves in that space. And equally, uh, we don't want to be standing next to that person on the treadmill. Mm. 
And that's the greatest truth, is that if that person looking at that ad looks at it in, you know, what they're, what they're going to do, they're going to look at that ad and go, oh, my goodness, yeah, look, that, that, that's lovely, but, but I'm not going there. Well, you know, what's, what's really interesting is that I'm one of these people that looks at the ad and gets intimidated, but then you actually walk into the health club and it's really not that much like the stuff you see in the images. You do feel comfortable and it's literally just a matter of walking through the door. So why put that barrier for people to get them in through the door when all it takes is a different image? Because the, the different image actually does reflect the reality of a lot of the health clubs. I mean, there are ones that are you know, specifically for the for the bodybuilders and that, and that maybe is not for you, but a lot of them are for regular normal people. So it's really there's a disconnect, isn't there? Yeah, it's true. And particularly with a lot of the 24-hour clubs, they're relatively unintimidating. Uh, and clubs in general are unintimidating when you get there, but it's sort of getting through the door. I interviewed someone the other day and she was describing how much she had to build herself up and it took her months to literally walk through the doors of her first health club, uh, which was in Brisbane, uh, in Australia. And when she walked through the doors of that health club, um, she was so intimidated, yet she knew she had to change something. And so she'd built up enough sort of willingness and enough uh, gumption to go and do that. But what she described was what we're describing here is that most people are really in fear of entering into that environment where they're surrounded by, theoretically, rippling abs and bulging biceps. So those images of that, those 25 to 35 something beautiful people are really doing the opposite of what we wanna do. We wanna widen that sales funnel and bring quality leads in. And one thing I'll say about the quality of leads is when we're fighting over that narrow demographic and those people that normally go to health clubs, oftentimes they're shopping for the best deal because in actual fact, they're happy to go anywhere. Treadmills are treadmills are treadmill to many of those people. As long as they've got the equipment they need, they'll go to the next club, the next shiny club. Whereas the people that we're talking out on these margins and they're big margins, those people often cannot find another solution if, if there's not that place that they feel comfortable. Uh, but again, the imagery, like just to close that point, the imagery is so important. And I'll talk a little bit more about what I describe as a stable market later. But if we could just broaden it to maybe we don't have to go younger if we're at 25, logically, unless you do like to attract teens, and that's fine, that's great. Uh, but you definitely need to go older and you definitely need to go with a variety of body shapes. Um, these days, most designer or most clothing manufacturers, most uh, shops that deal with clothing, are featuring plus models, plus size models. And there's a reason for that because, you know, a lot of people out there fit into that category and they are consumers. That's right. You know, as you start talking about this, I feel like we're opening up a can of worms because it to me, I now go back, my mind goes back to your original brand identity, like just where you start with, with who are you even trying to attract? Who is your target demographic? And based on that, then your funnel needs to open, your imagery needs to follow, your messaging needs to follow. And uh, that's the kind of culture you're going to have within your business. And so it really starts with at the very beginning, like just really trying to wrap your head around who do you want to be and who do you want to serve and being really clear about that and then following through really consistently and authentically too. Yeah, Yanni, you're absolutely right. And I think we do need to be clear in who we're aiming to attract. 
And to be honest, if our goal is to attract the body beautiful set, so those people that do fit into that stereotype, um, that's great. But what I will say is it's, it's a pretty narrow niche, so it's a pretty narrow funnel. Whereas if you are willing to attract and, and bring in more and more people of various body types, various ages, various demographics, your funnel opens up. So really what I'm talking about here is bringing people into the funnel who wouldn't normally be attracted into a health club. Um, you know, I've got a, I, I talk a lot about the interested deconditioned or the uninitiated believers and that's a whole topic unto itself. But, but those are the sort of people I'm describing. And also this stable market I mentioned before, uh, the stable market is the older market and it is this market of people that have settled. And I don't mean settled for life, <laughs> but, but they typically have probably the last home they're going to live in um, they may have moved into an aged, like a, a, over 55, um, like uh, residential area or something like that, and they're really not going anywhere. When we are dealing with the 25 to 35 year band, what we are dealing with is a very often transient, but a, a very mobile market. And those people are moving through their career. They're going to have kids. They're going to move to a different area because they now need a house instead of a unit. And it's such a, such a transient uh, group. And where I'm going with the stable market is those people usually are going to stick around. So if they find a club or a, you know, a business that they like and they find they get value from, they're sticking around and they are very, very stable. So I'm a big proponent for, you know, moving into that old, uh, older set. And it's not simply because I'm entering that, that age group, right? Uh, it is because I've seen the value of that in retention stakes. So this really impacts re- retention. If you're attracting more stable people who are less likely to leave, then you're probably improving your retention significantly because the highest retention or attrition factor is usually relocation. If you're doing everything else right, the highest attrition factor is usually um, people moving from the area and this negates that to a large extent. So you're really saying that you want to be really intentional about your marketing and, and, and target the right demographic up front. Yes, absolutely, 100%. Um, Another thing I wanted to talk about was a source report. Uh, and what I mean by that is um, knowing where somebody comes from, like a lead. And, and this is a really important soundbite, and, and I can't emphasize this enough. There's a really important question to be asked when somebody comes in or, or calls in, and it's, uh, how did you find out about us today? And we ask that question pretty routinely. A lot of times we get a rote response. Oh, you know, I've been listening to the radio and I heard an ad, you know. Uh, I try and dig deeper than that or I ask our MCs to dig deeper than that and really ask, but what brought you in today? So they've been listening to these ads for six months and suddenly they decide to come in, but what triggered that decision? And it may have been triggered by an event they went to or by a friend who referred them or I'm looking for the specific source of their motivation to come in that day. And the importance of this is, is manifold. Uh, but let me describe it, and I'll, I'll do a dated example. Uh, yellow pages. So if you remember the yellow pages, used to be, uh, they had a saying, it was let your fingers do the walking. So essentially you pick up the phone, make some calls. So imagine somebody back in yesteryear picking up the phone and calling this club and that club and the other club, and what's the question they're going to ask? How much is it? 
And the truth is, a lot of times, if the salesperson or the membership person gives out the price, uh, they're going to vote on the price because they have no idea how much how different your club is to the next club. They're just comparing price. And so we would have a lot of leads come through the yellow pages and we'd have very, very few sales. And we would invest a lot of money, and I'm talking tens of thousands of dollars on yellow pages ads, and we would get about a 2% pickup on those ads. And I'm suggesting we do that on all our media sources because we're, we're asking two things when we do the source report. The first thing is, why'd they inquire? Okay, that's really important data. But secondly, what happened on the basis of that inquiry? Did they join or not? And it'll tell you whether certain sources are a waste of your money because, you know, maybe, for example, and this is not a good example, but I'll just say, like, let's say your Instagram ads get a lot of traction with people, but you don't get a lot of sales. So what you're looking for is where do I get my best bang for my buck? But again, the other thing is what we're doing is then channeling good leads into that funnel for the sales team, which was a whole premise of this conversation is how do we develop and drive quality leads into that funnel so that instead of that salesperson touring person after person after person from a source that doesn't generate great sales they'd be better off touring only a couple of people and making those sales so instead of having a lot of quantity but not a lot of quality i'm suggesting that we aim for quality first and and quantity will come um so can you talk a little bit about where referrals play into this equation? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, in the big scheme of quality leads, referrals are probably the best. And the reason they're so good is that trust equation. So again, you know, coming back to the MPS of, that we do at Affinity OS, what we're asking is what is your likelihood to recommend this business to a friend or a family member? And you can imagine if somebody gives us a high likelihood to do that, then they're probably a good referee. They like the club. They're very likely to recommend it to friends and family members and endorse it. And that endorsement brings with it a lot of trust. And so you overcome one of the biggest barriers in sales that the person walks through with a little bit of trust already established. Um, now, when a person walks through the doors, a lot of times they're very intimidated because sales just by the nature of sales, they're afraid of being like hammered into a sale and making a decision and uh, making a poor decision. Whereas with a referral, you're often getting somebody who is pre-prepared, pre if you will, to actually give you a, a little bit more uh, leeway, and a little bit more trust. It, just, it really just does come back, back down to that. So in terms of great sources for the sales funnel, um, referrals to me is number one. It is also by far the number one source for the fitness industry and for most industries is referrals. And so that's why we try and nurture referrals through Affinity OS is because we know that they're not just a great source of referrals or source of leads, sorry, and ultimately members, but they're the biggest source. And so if we can nurture that through the experience that the members are having, um, then the likelihood of referring is higher, the level of trust is higher, and it just, it just makes for a really smooth and uh, successful sales process. So if a membership-based 
company wants quality leads, they need Affinity OS, yes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, look, I think any company is going to want something like Affinity OS. You know, one advantage, and yes, I'm going to shamelessly plug Affinity OS here. The one advantage is that we really look at both ends of the equation with Affinity OS, and there's no other software platform that does that. We're looking at what's happening on the team experience, and that really determines what's happening at the member experience. Measure both of those things, and it's a powerful tool. It's also a great tool because it bubbles themes to the top and sentiment to the top, so we can see you know, what's happening inside the business, we can make you know moves to, to help improve that. Uh, one thing I do know, the, the businesses that use Affinity OS definitely have improved sales, definitely have re improved, improved referrals, and actually I probably should put that around the other way because it's mainly through improved referrals that they're getting improved sales. And, and retention. retention. Right? Yeah. 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 Um, for people who haven't listened to the, our first episode in which you talk a lot about the, the Affinity formula, which the Affinity... Uh, OS system is based on. Can you just quickly review the the philosophy of all of this information you're sharing? Sure. So it's is in my book Affinity Principle. Um, what we or what I describe there is that great leadership leads to a great team experience. Great team experience has a byproduct of great member experience, which equals financial results. And so that formula is really a people centric formula. And I know people are complex, and people are probably at the heart of most of our you know, management and leadership challenges, uh, but equally, people are the the secret sauce. And without them, uh, people businesses don't thrive. So if we take care of our people, your business will thrive. And uh, and it's not complex, but but it is difficult. The bigger you get, the bigger your business gets. Um, the more complex it gets, the harder that gets to um, to measure. And that's why Affinity OS was developed. That's you know really where it came from. Do you have any final thoughts to share today? Um, no, only that um, you know, salespeople have a very challenging task and the easier we can make it for them, the more seamless we can make it for them, um, the better. So all these thoughts are really based around that. Wonderful. Well, thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate it. If you have any feedback or comments, you can reach out to us on social media or leave us a comment and we hope you can join us next time. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.